1: It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And let's start the show. Welcome to the Tea for the Queen podcast, the podcast where we try to keep our sanity in the era of staying woke. I am your host, Tierra Burns, and this is your episode. Um, go.
2: This is a nice couch crawl. It you springs get... back. Yes. Good,
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, let's see. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, all right. So, um, guys, I have a special guest with me today. Her name is? Chelsea Cooper. Chelsea Cooper. Chelsea, where are you from? I'm
2: from Dallas. Mm-hmm. Born and,
1: raised. Born and bred in Dallas, Texas, which actually I found I found out that's pretty rare. Um, because do you encounter a lot of people who aren't from Dallas? Actually, no. 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 Really? Yeah. I mean, wow. I'm pretty like close circle. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Well, most of, I guess because I'm a transplant, but most mm. of the people I've encountered, they're all like not from Dallas. I only have one friend, and I've been here pretty much seven years. So oh wow. Only one of my friends are originally from Dallas, Texas. It's, it's wild. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I don't know. You guys have a lot of transplants. And I feel like we came in on like, your city. You did. And made it crazy.
2: Yeah. made them housing prices go up. Now, can <laughs> No, we so did. Far. I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have got a house when I first moved here. Because now I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. It's expensive. They're very expensive. <laughs> They're like, uh, 1.5 million? Says who? <laughs> who going to buy that? Right. It ain't me. <laughs> um. But yeah, but um, guys, it is what month is? It's March, right? Okay. it's Women's History. Is it Women's History or just Women's Month? I think it's
2: Women's History. Month. It's, I think it's
1: Women's History Month because Women's International Day just passed. Like it just passed. Yeah. It's um, and uh, so me and Chelsea, like we we know, like the most communication we have with each other is literally. On the internet. how we met. <laughs> no, you tell them how we okay, exactly. yeah, met. I forgot. I <laughs> forgot.
2: I was so hurt. I was like, how did you do that? Okay. so bad. So we met at a For Harriet event. Mm-hmm. For Harriet is a blogger, right? Mm-hmm. She's a blogger. She talks Kimberly. About, uh, mm-hmm. Yes, Kimberly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we met at the event in Dallas. And I remember meeting her because I was like, follow me on Twitter. And she looked at my Twitter followers and was like, girl, why don't you have did i say yes. that? <laughs> i was like ma'am um oh you're not gonna follow me no, she gonna... followed me <laughs> she followed me we've been friends ever since
1: <laughs> oh my god some of this shit that i say you're good oh my god okay well follow me on twitter <laughs> yes that was a nice and i hope you guys follow her on twitter as well um oh my god i'm sorry about that underscore
2: y-b-e salute however you spell salute
1: salute yes <laughs> s-a-l-u-d um yes. and it'll say siancé knows yes <laughs> that's actually how your name is in my phone nice siancé <laughs> that's exactly what it says. Yes. Um. But no, guys, it is uh, Women's Month, and I think that it's great that we're going to be talking about something very interesting today. So um, with women's history, you cannot have women's history without talking about feminism. Like, you cannot, like, they don't, like can't separate the two. So, um, I actually identify, I don't know if I told you, I identify as a feminist. Okay. And you identify as a...
2: I identify as a black feminist slash
1: womanist. Okay. Yes. So not speci- not solely womanist. No, not solely okay. womanist. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So why do you, um, I, I you know, I want to know why do you identify specifically with womanism? Like, why is that one of the uh, markers for you?
2: I think uh, why I identify with womanism is because it's it's a little bit more... Inc- well, it's a lot more inclusive than mm-hmm. feminism is. Um, so it's, it's a lot more intersectional. It respects women in all aspects. It respects women in a domestic aspect. It respects women in spirituality. Um, it allows... It talks about um, women that come from different socioeconomic backgrounds, mm-hmm. uh, women that come from uh, different... Um, I guess, like, different foreign backgrounds and like the intersections with that as well um and it's really just a space to uplift women to kind of talk about um the issues that really kind of like come with us that are outside of being just like white cisgender like mm-hmm. a glass ceiling type of like because i feel like that's kind of how women or feminism has kind of been portrayed recently it's kind of like glass ceiling feminism mm-hmm. and that's not not really the reality of a lot of women mm-hmm. um a lot of women are working part-time jobs, are lower, little wages, so it allows us to kind of like have a space to kind of discuss that.
1: Yeah, um, I I think that's interesting. I I um you know the term was actually coined by Alice Walker, mm-hmm. who uh she wrote Color Purple and many many other things, but she said that one, womanism is to I, I wrote it down. Womanism is to feminism as purple is to lavender. Do you can you make sense of that? i i think
2: she's saying that feminism falls within like a broader mm-hmm. section of womanism mm-hmm. that's just my interpretation of it okay because i that's i was looking at that as well and i was like that's very interesting yeah um but i i think it just kind of i think she's saying that feminism does have like a place in womanism but it's mm-hmm. like a subsection of it
1: so you think that womanism comes before feminism i do some people think that is feminism before womanism. Well, I,
2: I feel like in terms of like historically, mm-hmm. yes, it does. Because mm-hmm. technically, womanism does come from feminism. It's like a reaction to it. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, of like actual practice of women, women come first, and mm-hmm. like and all their experiences and all that, and all that, and encompasses. And we need to be able to have those conversations about like intersections of of race and class, because traditionally feminism has really left us out of it.
1: Okay. Why do you think it's left us out?
2: Um, well, it was started by white women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Any, any movement that is started by white people, I'm sorry. It's no. gonna It's going to be uh, exclusive. Yeah. So started with the suffragettes who were, you know, really upset that they couldn't get land or whatever, even though a lot of them own slaves. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them own slaves. And a
1: lot of them were very younger, a lot younger than their husbands, so mm-hmm. they were going to own their land once their husband dropped. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. When I think of um the suffragettes, like, I appreciate the suffragettes, mm-hmm. their ideals and everything, but I just think it's, like, a bunch of bitch-ass white women. You know what I'm okay, saying? Okay, yes, I like, so. <laughs> like, I think it is, like... They did their thing, and they they said, "Who did they? They did they? Didn't they push out Ida B. Wells? If I'm not mistaken, I, but I think like earlier, no, no, no. Susan B. Didn't like she had a riff with Sojourner Truth, right? I oh, so
2: she definitely had a riff with black men being able to vote. Oh, I know of course. for yes. sure. Yes, yes. She was like, oh. yeah, like
1: us first, <laughs> then you. Yes, yeah,
2: yes. I know she definitely had a riff with that. Um, and they were just a pretty like, it was like a country club, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of white women sitting around, essentially kind of like bitching about their husbands and not. And I don't. And I want to be very clear, like I don't want to say that, like what they suffered because I'm sure that they, there is oppression that comes with just being a woman, like yes. period,
1: yes, period.
2: Um, and I and I don't want to like completely downplay them, but mm-hmm. they really excluded a lot of experience. They didn't include anyone else. Um, and who they wanted to like be a part in taking a part in voting so it's just i can't really celebrate that history like other mm-hmm. people would i can't get behind it
1: yeah i and i think that with them they don't have like um I've, oh my god i forget the, i think it's called standpoint theories i forget what it is someone's gonna, probably going to correct me but it's like those who have suffered the most are able to see many aspects the most with the most clear right so that's why black women like will we like vote like it makes sense. Like mm-hmm. when we do things it makes sense. Like we because we can see many aspects and I think that with them, they did not even think or have the privilege to even like think, okay, me too, but what about the others? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I've always thought that like if there's gonna be like any progression progression with feminism, um, it's going to be through black feminism. Mm-hmm. Specifically black feminism. Because we are the most, we're the most intersection, we are, like, the most, even with even extensively black trans women, but we're, like, the most, like, pushed aside in society, you know what I mean? So, I just think that with white women, they, like, they have to be taught to think about other people, you know what I'm saying? And, like, I think, like, right now, we're, like, in a space where, like, there are a lot of white women who are great allies there definitely mm-hmm. are but they have to learn how to do the work you
2: know what and I mean I have a question do you think we're kind of reaching like a kind of like a a breaking point with allyship or we're starting to see the limits of allyship
1: what do you mean by breaking point
2: um are we just kind of I guess are Mm-mm. we kind of seeing like the limits of white liberalism and like how that when like you
1: say mix, limits you mean like a bad thing or like I, I like mean, they can it, only do so much'
2: right. they can only do so much, they can only see so much mm-hmm. um, and like how they like align with us and also like their alignment with uh, whiteness
1: mm-hmm. um, I think that I think yes, but I think that um white allies have most of their work is going to be with other white people right i agree i think their biggest like i think they don't always necessarily need to be on the front lines with us but they need to be i guess i'm not gonna say like a spy but uh, you know what i'm saying like yeah like speaking like truth into the not spaces of power but truth in the circles where there is no, nonsense. Does that make
2: sense? It does make sense, and I think that really kind of stands a testament to why Black people need our own space. Mm-hmm. Black people, Black women specifically, really need a space outside of Black men mm-hmm. and outside of white women, mm-hmm. because then you you kind of get people putting in their two cents, not really knowing what they're talking about, yep. and then still subjecting us and holding us to white standards, mm-hmm. and so. I think that's like one of like the best, the great things about womanism is that it constantly preaches about creating a space for us mm-hmm. and a space for us just to be ourselves and to celebrate womanhood, no matter what that looks like—domestic, uh, in the workforce, all of that. Mm-hmm. All of that has value.
1: Do you know? I get what you're saying about creating spaces now. Today, 2019, right? Mm-hmm. 2020. We is it 2020? <laughs> yeah. Shoot, it's 2020. <laughs> but. We met in a space that was created for black women, right? right? Do you, when you go into those spaces, do you feel the most comfortable?
2: Oh, that's a good, that's a really good point. Um, Sometimes, I feel like, well, number one, the black voice is not a monolith. We have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of overlapping, you Mm -hmm. know, but they're not a monolith. You have black people that don't even want to talk about feminism. They're like, feminism is nonsense. I stand by my man, yada, yada. You know, there's nothing wrong with stand by your man. Just want to put that out there. Okay, yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) there is an issue with the firm and his patriarchy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. um, But And then you also have, like, black women um, that are really down for the cause. Mm -hmm. Um, And you also have reactionary feminists. So it's, it's like a whole conglomerate. And sometimes I do feel, like, a bit overwhelmed because when we did meet I don't think I talked much
1: no you were pretty quiet yeah I do I do remember that because I remember the people who were talking in Mm -hmm. that room so why were you quiet
2: uh well number one I was quiet because I didn't feel like I knew a lot and also I was just wanting to learn Mm -hmm. yeah I was Mm -hmm. just really wanting to learn but I do remember this one woman she kind of had a aren't I a woman um kind of moment where she was just like And it really kind of, I really had to grapple with it. I'm still kind of grappling with it because she was like, well, I was going, I was lifting like this heavy thing and everybody walked past me and then there was a white woman over there and she got help. Mm. And I was like, she had a like, well, aren't I a woman? Aren't I deserving of help? And I was like, oh wow. Like this, how, how long ago was Sir Sojourner's Truth? Aren't I a woman?
1: Centuries ago. (laughs) Literally centuries ago. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so it's like it's like wow like we we still we still have to like go through this Mm -hmm. and like having like masculinity attached to us and yeah it's something that I still grapple with and grappling with also privilege as well Mm -hmm. and recognizing like my own privilege and like being well straight looking
1: okay (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. like a straight looking
2: like like appearance sister femme
1: woman woman. Yeah. yeah yeah. Yeah, I, um, no, no, I asked that question because, like, I think, like, I'm not sure what you're into, like, um, I'm into, like, ethereal shit. Me too. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm into that, and I know that sometimes when I go into spaces that are created for a um, black women, it, um, it feels like I'm at a prayer breakfast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't know what your faith is or anything like that, but I always feel uncomfortable how
0: powerful is the cox network so powerful that one day the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away connecting to remote operating room giving a whole new meaning to the term house call operation complete the cox network with gig speeds everywhere it's internet built for tomorrow today cox
1: That space because I think that our feminism, um, it's not it's it has not been fully liberated because unfortunately a lot of a lot of Black women still um, do not recognize the patriarchy of our slaveholders' um, religion. You know what I
2: mean? And I agree
1: with you on that wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah. And I I feel like a what would you say? Um, how do I say it? Um, not an asshole. But somebody who just, like, I don't always feel comfortable in those spaces. So, mm-hmm. even when I see, like, events going around in Dallas, like, I will, um, I will look to see who's going and who's talking, and I look at that person and their background and what their platform mm-hmm. to say, to make sure I'm going to be most comfortable so I don't get into that again.
2: You know what I mean? I, I agree. Um,
1: um
2: oh, oh, got it. No. I, I agree with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was raised in the church mm-hmm, me too yeah mm-hmm. I was raised in the church and I'm still dealing with things that like not even like things that like affect me but me, how I think mm-hmm. I, I still have to think about that and like making sure that I'm not, not being like too judgmental and, and like just making sure that I I'm really living up to like the womanist uh, theory mm-hmm, I but mm-hmm. yeah I'm really making sure that I'm living up to it but it's, it's definitely had its effects on me yeah. and I'm still like working doing that work and working through it it's
1: like you're unlearning but learning at the same yeah. time yeah um speaking of that do you i know this is like not connected but we talked about men a little bit mm-hmm. do you think that black men should be womanist or feminist and let me check those out i think anything would be a start for black men
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay um uh, well, I, I think that they should, I mean, I definitely think that they should be, they should, because I always look at feminism as not being intersectional. You're fine. <laughs> I always look at feminism as not being, like, intersectional. So I always come from a working form of black feminist to womanist. Mm-hmm. So I think that any, anywhere but then those two would be a really good place for black men. And and I and I think that's kind of one of the things that womanism talks about. It really stresses not only the effects of patriarchy on us, but the effects of patriarchy on black men. It yes. is it's a straitjacket.
1: And how does um how does patriarchy affect black men?
2: Um well just like patriarchy affects black men because they really want to they want to reach whiteness and so they're unable to gather economic means to really feel empowered by mm-hmm. patriarchy um so they come home and they take it out on us mm-hmm. and, and then on top of that they're not being able to express
1: feelings not able to eat bananas
2: the hell you can't eat a banana. Like they're not exactly. I've seen that
1: with you that. Can't. It was going around a little bit with uh, men just sharing how they eat bananas, where they like oh, yeah. take a piece off, <laughs> like the like, flowers and stuff it, stuffing it in their mouth. Like, dude, like just
2: eat the banana. Eat the banana. Yeah, and it, it it's like it's um it, it forces them to be violent not only towards us but towards transgender women, black transgender women, a really high uh, mortality rate, and so you you see all the effects that it has on them, but yet they still they still want to achieve whiteness. Mm -hmm. You know, and that can go towards their taste of women. Not going to go there. Oh, you can go there. Okay. Go on. And go towards their taste of women, choosing lighter skin to white women and, like, them thinking that they're so much better. Like them, like, oh, I just love me a feisty Latina. But when I talk back, I'm angry. Or a dog. Oh, I'm a dog. Mm -hmm. I'm a bitch. All that stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it is. But I, I want black men's freedom as much as I want my own. Yeah. You know, and I and I really do because I'd be nothing without a black man in terms of just like moving throughout the world. I need my black men and I and I but I also need them to get it together. Because and I and I also think that we can also blame black women for a little bit of black men as okay, well. Okay,
1: break that down. They're mothers. I would like to. They're okay, mothers go on. Mm-hmm. and I
2: think Michelle Obama said it. She's like Black women, they something to the effect of black women baby their sons but they raise their daughters. Mm. They're Mm -hmm. not really raising their sons. Mm -hmm. They're really babying their sons for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. They're not really like I and I'm not like throwing anybody Mm -hmm. under the bus here, but even my boyfriend was just like, Babe, like I'm still like unlearning some stuff that my mom or learning to do stuff that my mom just refused to teach me because of whatever reason, because I'm a man and I'm like that's really good that you know that, because mm-hmm. yes, mhm-, yeah, but they're babying their sons and they and they need to do a lot better job of also realizing how they view patriarchy um and how they uphold it, black women, mm-hmm. how they continue to uphold patriarchy, and also how they pass that on to their sons,
1: okay, I think that um I think a part of the babying comes from fear, yeah, I think that what well, I think sometimes black women they Either they baby their sons because they know that the world ain't gonna give a shit about them, yeah. so this can be the only place that they can get some type of softness. That's true. But I also believe that um, the on the other on the other end, they either go really hard on their sons. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like showing them uber masculinity. This is not mm-hmm. what a man does. You don't do that. You a boy. All you know what yes. I'm saying? Like I think it's either this, or it's either that. But I think that's where the babying comes from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I I don't think that it's right. But I think that we have to think about what that does for them and how that upholds patriarchy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I also think that we I don't think that black women necessarily think about patriarchy is necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Some people think that just always is and that's the way it's supposed mm-hmm. to be you know what i mean like i don't i don't know i just wish that um more uh women like us would just have like think differently about what it means to be patriarchal in a patriarchal society um and for you guys who are listening like being in a patriarchal society means that like okay the man is the lead everything masculine is better all of those things are better mm-hmm. and in our society White being white, a white male is the epitome of what it means to mm-hmm. be a patriarch, you know what I mean, and I think that um a lot of times, correct me if you disagree, I think that a lot of times um when black men are being um uber masculine mm-hmm. um i'm I'm not gonna say it's toxic masculinity because it's a trigger word for a lot of people right. I think that they are compensating for something that they don't have, you right. know what I mean, yeah, so.
2: And, uh, and and it's and it's uh, like it's something <laughs> they won't have but I mean I feel like it's also just kind of like a cry for help but they can't like they can't even see it they really? can't even see how it's hurting them mm-hmm. yeah and I and I and I look at my dad my dad's like an uber talk well not toxic but he's uber just masculine, masculine. <laughs> yes. super masculine yeah, yeah yeah and I see like the effects on him like mm-hmm. his pride in terms of just like wealth and like like, the trajectory of, like, where his life is going, you know, and it's just like, yeah, like, you, you gotta let that shit go. Mm-hmm. It is not,
1: it's not serving you. And do you think that, um, do you think that white men have to deal with the same, um, issues of being uber-masculine? I do. I actually think so. Mm-hmm.
2: I think, I think white men have a pretty high suicide rate really yeah I think their suicide rate is higher than black people's really yes for sure and I think black people have something to do with like us being like super religious Mm -hmm, religious mm -hmm. people kill themselves less Mm -hmm. um but yeah I I definitely think that they they go through the same not to the extent of black men you know Mm -hmm. what I mean because they'll always have whiteness to affirm them yeah but but they they definitely are I mean there has to be some some reason as to why they're killing themselves you know I, I I like to blame masculinity for that
1: really yeah well how would masculinity make them um just
2: the pressure Mm -hmm. masculinity is pressure you to be head of the household is to take on like most of like uh, the finances um and although although I will say that sometimes like marriage does kind of like
1: ease ease, that a little bit Mm -hmm. bit, it
2: still is like a lot of pressure a lot Mm -hmm. of financial pressure a lot of expectations of like what a man has to be yeah not to the extent of black men, but they, I still feel like masculinity kind of... Or toxic masculinity kind of corrupts them. Because I don't think masculinity within itself is, is a bad thing. You
1: don't think it's a bad no. thing?
2: Why not? Because it's just like energy. Like, there's feminine energy, there's mm. masculine
1: energy. Uh, yeah, and I think that... Um, I agree with you on that. I think how we express that mm-hmm. is is like something that needs to be addressed. And also, what do you think about toxic masculinity?
2: Cause
1: that's <laughs> a lot of people have different ideas about it. And I just want to know what you think.
2: Well, I think that that was what you said. It's just a more so of how you express it. So mm-hmm. if you're expressing masculinity in the form of violence towards women, um, not letting yourself be able to have feelings or emotions, not being able to, to let yourself feel another energy, like feminine energy, yeah. which we all have masculine toxic and masculine right. and feminine. 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 Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Masculine feminine energy within us. Mm-hmm. Um, not allowing yourself to feel those other things, then I believe that you kind of like teeter on that like that toxic realm.
1: Okay, got it. And you mentioned um, earlier you said that um, black women are associated with masculinity. Yeah. Do you do you think that has um something to do with um, they like to call it a creative family structure. Mm-hmm. We call it a single mother home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> You're like, hmm, what is that? Like, that? What <laughs> is that? Single mama. Gotcha. That's it. Do you think that um, that has something to do with why we're associated?
2: No, I don't think so. Uh, really? I, I Because that's, that was before we were single moms. So they mm-hmm. would call black women masculine on the plantation. I mean, they just, anything to kind of like... Demonize black women. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Well, you're just so aggressive and just so like it's like I don't I don't feel like um, women black women may not express their femininity in the way that white women do, and I feel like that is kind of a bit off putting for some. People.
1: How do we express it differently?
2: I, I feel like now this isn't the case for all black women I don't want to say but I feel like in in times black women aren't afraid to kind of speak up Yeah. you know because we are so not heard we have to kind of like hello you know all the time and people kind of like oh like why are you you doing that you know Mm -hmm. when they finally do hear us Mm -hmm. and it's like well I have to be this way because no one hears me I don't get heard at home I didn't get heard like with my parents I'm not getting heard in the workplace like I have to speak up I hear what you're saying
1: um, yeah, I never thought about it that way. I just, on I just said, okay, well, they associate, associate us with being masculine because we don't have a problem taking lead. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And any woman, whether she's black, white, whatever, if she can take a lead or she's the boss or she's mm-hmm. controlled, she's considered, um, what do they call her? Anything from a B word or the d-word or just like a manly woman you know what i mean like all those things are just associated with being feminine i don't think that we're like people don't realize that you can be feminine and masculine right
2: at the same 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 time and it's just like why are we so like that has to do with like how like the westerns have like visualize gender norms yes because mm-hmm. like we people we definitely everybody experiences that yeah. everybody experiences feminine energy masculine energy and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that there's a spectrum
1: there is definitely yeah. a spectrum um and i um have you read a uh, britney cooper's book i
2: have not but i yeah, listened to don't. one of her ted talks she's amazing or like one of her talks
1: yeah. If you want to borrow it, I um I have it. I don't return books. So I need to okay. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> I do not return books. It's fine, okay. But um no, I got the audiobook and I got the physical okay. copy because I was taking too long to read it. Um but no, she talks about um what did Brittany talk about? She um she talks about so much. Like her book is just like amazing, but she says that you know we are, the black women are the saviors of this country. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that she she says. And um, what do you think about that? Just because, like, how the elections have been going? Oh, in terms of um, follow
2: black women? Yes. Okay. Um, Black women are the saviors of this country. I I feel like that kind of starts with working your way from the bottom up. I think that's so, kind of where that comes from. Yeah, because I I believe that all liberation starts from the bottom. You cannot start from the top, and it it doesn't make sense that way. So I think that's kind of where she's talking about. Whenever we begin to heed, mm-hmm. like
1: the
2: like the opinions of people who are quotation marks of of the lower class, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then that's when we would kind of begin to see. Oh, this is where, and not only do we see. That they're liberated, but we also begin to reflect that liberation within ourselves and see how we were inhib- inhibited. Really, that's that's kind of how I look at it. But okay, yeah,
1: <laughs> interesting. That's that's not how I looked at it at all. Um, I just looked at it as that like we just have the ability to see multiple sides and know yeah. what's best, and that's why I, I think that um, feminism should be drawn, should be led by the concerns of Black women you know what Mm I mean, like, um, when you free the lowest among us, Mm -hmm. everybody else is free,
2: free.
1: Yes, like, it's, like, that's, to me, that just makes so much sense, and, um, and even, like, um, one other thing I think about when I think about freeing, like,
0: Love collecting things? Time to add Goat Guns Miniature Models. These gun models are one-third to scale and one-tenth the cost of the real thing. These little bad boys are 4 to 11 inches in length and weigh up to one full pound. Build, collect, and customize your Goat Guns collection with attachments. Build your dream collection at GoatGuns.com. Freeing the, the woman's
1: body, especially here in America. Like, we've had, like, issues with, like, the whole abortion thing. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And I'm like, okay, well, are they, like, someone that I was talking to, I think it was a white person, they were like, they're not upset. It's not a Christian thing. They were like, they can say it's a Christian thing if they want to, but they said that the birth rate of white people is gone down drastically. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's so much coming for um, Roe v. Wade. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's why, too. Really? Yes. Why do you think that? Well, I,
2: I think they're kind of looking, you have to look at our immigration, what's going on with immigration, and then mm-hmm. what's going on with white women. So white women are having less children. Also, abortions have gone down. So abortions are not the reason as to why white women are having less children. Really? Um, But yes, white women are having less children and Latino women are increasingly having more children. Mm. And so they feel like, as usual, whenever someone else gets when uh, when black people got free they thought they were going to be taken over. When Italians came over they thought they were going to be taken over. Whew. Every white people always are having some connuption about and it's just like well, Someone's why? taking over? What's, what's the what's problem? What's so bad? Right? What's so
1: bad if somebody takes over? <laughs> you know take issue? over maybe we can just live together. <laughs> that's it. Oh man. The god.
2: Oh, but yeah, so I feel like that's that's kind of why. I mean, the state has always played a role in trying to like Monitor white women and their birth rates or help monitor the white workforce. They've always played a role, whether it's through sterilization mm-hmm. or whether it's uh. through uh, trying to get white women to have more kids. It, it's They've always had their guiding hand over it.
1: Indeed. With that, do you think that there's a, um, a systematic Im- impact on how we have birth, how we give birth? Um, in terms of what? Like, because um, the issues were like what happened with Serena Williams. You know what right. I mean? like. Okay,
2: so I, I think that kind of goes back with not believing black women.
1: Mm. Yeah, and, and it might. I just,
2: I just can't make that connection right now. Mm-hmm. But I know for sure that kind of goes back into just not believing black women when they're in pain. Believing that black women have a higher pain tolerance. Which kind of comes back to when gynecology was kind of first starting. Mm-hmm. Um, and how did it start? Um. Well, it it's well the father of gynecology. I believe his name is Marion Sims. Please correct me if I'm In wrong. It might.
1: that sounds really familiar.
2: Yeah, I think that's his J Marion Sims. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so he used to test on black women. Um, he used to. What do you mean by test on black women? So he used to perform gynecology gynecological is that a word?
1: It's gynecological. That, that's, the word. that's the word. Gynecological
2: procedures yes. on black. <laughs> On young black slaves, Um, yes, and so and then just testing in general was um, testing in general for gynecology was done on black women. So I believe that the first successful ovary from a person was done on a black person.
1: Really?
2: Yes, Yes. unless in terms of like recorded history, okay. But it was it was and in terms of like in America, it was done on a black woman, and so. That that kind of haunts the uh, medical industry, um, and you just you and there hasn't been like a lot of research on on black women and their bodies and like the ways that like we, I guess the ways that we like communicate and things like that. All of that kind of plays a role into like the medical side of it, and mm-hmm. so yeah, they're just they're not really they're kind of leaving us dead.
1: What do you mean by leaving us dead?
2: They're leaving. I mean, they're killing us. I mean in terms of like when we're when we're having children, they mm-hmm. They're not really like taking care. I think she um Serena Will was like, Hey, I have blood clot issues. This might become an issue whenever I'm giving birth. Didn't believe her. Um, I I believe that God, I think it's a judge. Her son's her son's wife just passed away mm-hmm. and they told her that your life your life's um your wife's life right now is not as important as getting this child out and so so, yeah and so I know for me
1: I'm not going to be giving birth at a Oh no!
2: Hospital. Yeah, I wrote that out a home.
1: while ago. I'm doing it's that. It's gonna be a home squatting in the crib, that's
2: it. That's it. <laughs> yes, the way God intended. Yes, <laughs> but that history of like believing that black women can take a lot of pain and mm-hmm. not really, not really, honestly, and that's not even with black women. That's black people. Period. Black people,
1: period. And I yep. think there
2: was like a study that came out that say that, that said something to the effect that black people get like the less attention mm-hmm. when in hospitals. Because we're just not believed. Yeah, we're we're just not believed. So believe black women when we tell you that we're in pain. Believe black people whenever they say that they're they have certain ailments. Just believe us because, and I think that also kind of goes into medical staff and how they see bodies in general. Mm -hmm. They see bodies as kind of like a car. Yeah, take one part out, you put another one in. It's good, but we're not teaching them any type of. We're not teaching them sociology. We're not teaching them like, sympathy, we're not, t- and that's kind of what happens when you teach science, you don't teach ethics. Yeah. yeah. And
1: I, I follow um a doctor on Instagram, and she was saying, like, she was giving facts about how doc- uh, like, it was like a large percent, it was like 45% of, like, doctors believe that, like, black people don't experience pain, or their skin is thicker, or something like that, and I'm just like, wait, what? Yes, yes. And that just, like, makes sense, because, like, I know, like, for black women, like, the mortality rate is pretty high. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wrote a story for Dallas Doing Good for one of their doulas. And for a doula, and she was saying how, like, people aren't believing these women. And nobody knows how to, like, actually go about it or why it's happening. And then, I like, I went down a rabbit hole. Like, I found another researcher. I listened to her TED Talk, but she th- talked about this uh, thing called weathering. Have you heard of that? No. It's like, it's basically the physical and emotional wear that the body takes from dealing with racism in America. Mm. Isn't that crazy? That is. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) So, like, that has a lot to do with how we experience pain and how our body recovers not only from emotional trauma, but, like, from physical trauma. Mm -hmm. And if you, like, giving birth is a traumatic thing that happens to a body. Not necessarily a bad way. Like, It is, it happens, you know what I mean? But like, sometimes when black women, we like do not necessarily recover the same Mm -hmm. because we have this whole thing about weathering that has happened to our body and it's not just on us as individuals like generational trauma comes into exactly and trauma can be
2: inherited it
1: is very much so inherited Mm -hmm. and that just has a lot to do with it and it's on top of them not believing us all these things are just like adding to like black women dying in the hospitals and our babies dying in the hospitals Mm -hmm. it's just like it's a tragic thing. You it, know? It's a crisis. It is definitely.
2: And what, what are, have, I, have you heard anything? I mean, I'm probably more likely to die uh, giving childbirth than to get the coronavirus. But where's the outrage? I don't know about
1: that. I'm freaking okay. out about the coronavirus. Don't say oh that. Oh my gosh. I will, I will. <laughs> don't <Woman>. say that. <laughs> we went to Walmart today and everything Lysol and disinfected, mm-hmm. gone. My My friend in Chicago, (laughs) same thing at her Target, gone. I have five face masks in my car. Okay? Why are you freaking out about the coronavirus? Because the thing is that technically the planet is due for a pandemic. Yes. We're due. It's been a hundred years. The population has gotten a little crazy. Like (laughs) we're due for a pandemic. Like it's like. I just don't want it to be me.
2: Okay. That's it. So you gotta look at the statistics.
1: The 2%. What? The 2% death rate. Yes.
2: I mean, it's, it's, it is deadlier than the flu virus. Yes, Chelsea. Yes, yes. but you're Normal more likely to get the flu. Way more likely to get the flu than you are the coronavirus. <clears throat> I
1: understand that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely understand that. But the whole state of Washington is basically a quarantine right now. So, and we live thankfully, you know, thankfully we live in Texas where everybody is in their car Mm -hmm. and we don't necessarily bump into each other. But cities like New York Mm -hmm. and Chicago and uh, D.C., all those big, big cities where they just like bumping into each other. Well, you have to look at the people that are also dying. So the people that are dying, they're old and already sick.
2: And they're young, so they already have compromised immune systems, or not fully developed immune systems. We're middle aged, we're good.
1: I get that, but I also not middle aged, but you know what I mean. I get that. We're not middle aged, we're not that old, but I also was like, uh, what did I tell myself? Uh, Because they say you have to have like an illness or whatever, and I was like, I'm overweight. Does that qualify? No, it's not. I was like, does that qualify? No, Does that qualify? And then, like, I've been working with kids. So, I'm just like, oh, I girl. called a cold. And when I had that cold, when I tell you, I was freaking out. I thought
0: my anxiety, up in the
1: high my, anxiety my anxiety made me have shortness of breath. I was in the bed like, <laughs> yeah. do I need to call the CDC? Like, I was just like, freaking out. why tell y'all was just freaking Tiara. out. Even, like, uh, I took her. We went to a... Uh, to the Walmart, I was like, why aren't you getting kids? We have to have a 30-day supply. Tear.
2: <laughs> Listen, when the zombie apocalypse come, I know that you're going to be ready.
1: <laughs> Let me get a shotgun, okay? I'm going to be good. <laughs>
2: okay, Girl, calm down. You ain't going to die. Even if you do catch it, you're not going to die. You're Statistically, you're probably not going to die. I don't
1: know, man. There's always that one freak case.
2: There is. I doubt, I seriously doubt you're going to be the one. Oh my
1: gosh, tears Sometimes the way things happen to me, I'm just like, I could be that one freak case because shit like that does happen in my life. Tear. But, okay. I'm going to calm
2: down. Okay. That being said, there's no outrage over why black women are dying. Yes! In <laughs> hospitals. Okay. And yeah. there's no like... There's, I mean, that's a national health crisis. If mm-hmm. the population is dying, is dying at a, such a high rate, it's like I think it's, it's like three to four times yeah. higher than yep. white women. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. What, what What are we? What are doctors doing? What are What training are we putting our doctors through and our med students through mm-hmm. for just basic sympathy and empathy? Like even that would go far. Mm-hmm. What research are we doing on the effects of of um. Racism, mm-hmm. because I also I'm tired of people saying that soul food is the reason that Black people do need to get their eating together. Yes, but yes. it's not the main re- stressors.
1: Yes, yes stress. stress
2: in the workplace, not being able to take care of your kids because you're underpaid, mm-hmm. and then you think about Black women, and not just out of ten, they're the ones who have the most money yep. in the household. Yep. So now they're supporting the whole household,
1: and not only that, that even them. if we are the ones that you can say have made it or like got the education, mm-hmm. got the good job. We're not only taking care of our household, we're sending money to our extended family. Yes, Like, that is not uncommon in a black family at all. Mm -hmm. Like, you're sending money to your uncle, grandma, sometimes Mm -hmm. your grandma, sometimes you need to help pay for this funeral. Like, all those things are factors to stress. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, I think that those things are not taken into account. You know, in mm-hmm. the in the medical space, you not know, at
2: all. yeah,
1: yeah, I just, I don't, I don't yeah, um, I think I feel like we drifted away from feminism, <laughs> but I think that um, we can oh, attach it to feminism. feminism. Yeah. I think that it should be added to one of the concerns on the agenda of feminists nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there are a lot of feminists who do not think about. Yeah. The experiences of other women who are not white, you know, you know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. like, or even just the experiences of black women, and you can see it. In, um, I'm not gonna put Gwyneth Paltrow out there because I don't, I don't purchase from group. I don't purchase from group. But um, <laughs> <It's> the um huh? <laughs> <It's> the it's They're not friends anymore. You didn't know that? No, what happened? Because she divorced Chris. Were they good friends with Chris? They were friends with Chris first. Yeah. Oh shit. So I mean. She's not even at the cookout anymore. So, I mean, you know. That awkward. is it? <laughs> um, but no, um, I just think that there is just like not a concern, not a discussion. Because I've been in spaces where it's mostly um, white feminists. And discussions are being had. And even if I am the only one or one of two or three, mm-hmm. like I still don't necessarily always connect. I have to pretty much take the concerns that I, how I think of as a black woman out and think on a more general plane, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, I'm, I'm giving credit to him. It's easier to think that way.
2: Yeah. It's a lot easier. I wish I could think that
1: way. But we don't have that privilege. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. You know, no, you're fine. Touch. Do your thing. Um, but, what is was my, I have another question. Um, do you think that black women should identify as womanist versus... I don't know if I asked you that. Womanist versus feminist? Um, I
2: do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, And I feel like that that's always kind of like a point of contention with feminists and women mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Even people that are black feminists mm-hmm. will even say, why are you aligning yourself with... And, and I, I think it all kind of has to go back with who we plan on liberating? Mm. So, are we just planning on liberating white women, and then whatever trickles down from them, we get liberated too? Are we planning on liberating our, our immigrant worker? Are we planning on also liberating the woman who who has fifteen children, mm-hmm. you know, and not judging her story? It's it's all about who we plan on liberating, and I, th- I think that's the distinction.
1: I think that um, with feminism, they. Um The more, um, oh my God, I completely lost my thought, but it's coming back to me. I think that they are focused on liberating women. Okay. There's a, like, and it goes against what the definition of feminism is. It's for equality for all. But Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of feminists are more focused on the liberation of women. Mm Mm-hmm. Cis women, often, often cis women, mm-hmm. but not necessarily everybody else, and how the liberation of women will affect you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Everyone. Yes. Like I I think that they that that is something that I miss now do now me, you need to ask me what how I identify.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. How do you identify? I identify
1: as a black feminist. <laughs> okay, good. I don't identify as a womanist. Oh, tell me why. Why not a womanist? Yes. Because um <laughs> I believe in the power of allyship. Okay. I definitely believe in the power of allyship. I, although I think there's a point, like you said, there's a limit to it. Mm -hmm. I definitely think there's a limit to it, and um, that's true. There's only certain things that we can do, that we have to do, that is for us to do, things for us to fight for. But I understand the power of allyship, and as someone like the first, I'll just tell you like the way I got into not integrated, but introduced with feminism. I had a professor when I was at an art school in Chicago and I took women and gender studies mm-hmm. and that's what pretty much radicalized me. It was always there deep down inside but that like inflamed me and that's how I learned about it but then I started digging more. Just I've always been, I've always had a seeking soul. Mm-hmm. So I learned about Ida B and all these other great people. But I believe <clears throat> I believe in the um I believe in the power of allyship and one of the stories that Brittany Cooper shares in her book called Eloquent Rage. Um go pick it up. You when you read it, she talks about um she uses the case of Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. And she talks about how Hillary Clinton was super qualified. You know what I mean? Mm. She clearly knew her husband was basic. Um (laughs) but she I would put put it make it fair to say that she was probably the leading mind in their family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She was a powerful woman, very educated, had all these things but still not good enough. Right. Even when she when and when she spoke up for herself, she was told to be quiet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You you know how you said like um and I'm not saying that Hillary Clinton is a black woman. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all, but on the levels of like if you read like Marx and everything, the fact that she's not president doesn't make any sense. Right. She even was corrupt, like most presidents are. <laughs> right, that's what I was. Most thinking. of them are corrupt. <laughs> she, even, played the yeah. she played the game. She played yeah. the game, and she played it well, better than a lot of men who came yes. up with her. You know what I mean? And I think that um, I think that because of that understanding that there are women like that, white women like that, I think that you can find a common ground with someone. Because at the end of the day, no matter how good we are, no matter how much we do, no matter how many letters we have by our name, how many children we give to this planet, everything, we still have to work against a system of oppression that patriarchy sets against us.
2: I agree.
1: You know? So now why not womanism? Why not womanism? Yes. Because, um, I, um, why not womanism? Hmm. So you're saying I could do I could identify as both.
2: I definitely think, and I think that's like one of the things. I don't. I think that um, allyship is definitely needed mm-hmm. for progression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And and I definitely think that um, you you definitely not necessarily that you need white women, but we we need everybody to kind of get on board. But I don't think that womanism says that
1: you can't have allyship. I get it. Yeah. I possibly because. Um, Maybe I just need to get let loose of the um, ideals around womanism. I just have always seen it as a separate thing. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And some people believe in separate, separate but equal. There are I don't know if you do, but I I don't. You okay. know what I mean? And I understand the necessity of a um, term such as womanism, and I could possibly be de- defined as a womaness, but. I don't self-identify as that mm-hmm. and I identify specifically as a black feminist because I think that the concerns of black women is what's going to push feminism forward okay. does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I want mm-hmm. that um, I want that to be very distinct like and with womanism to me it's like okay we're concerned about everybody um, and it, it was it, I, I just I don't know Maybe because it was created as a counterpart to feminism, but I just, I don't know, I just think that feminism, the ideals of feminism are great, but I think pushing the concerns of black women forward is what's going to push feminism to fruition. Does that make sense? Well,
2: yeah, it does make sense. And I think that's kind of one of the things. I think womanism kind of does <laughs> center black women already. It does center. And it also wants to uplift. So it doesn't just want to focus on the oppression that women face mm-hmm. in terms of gender, but it also wants to focus on the oppression that women face in terms of social economic class as well. And also in terms of... Um, God, I'm always struggling with that word. International status. Okay. Things like that as well. And so what do you mean
1: by international status? So,
2: like the oppression that you faced overseas versus the oppression that you would face in America. So how, oh, okay. how is my... Iranian, how's an Iranian woman of, of facing oppression different from me as a black woman in America? How she face oppression? How do they overlap? How are they different? Mm-hmm. How do we come together
1: and be in solidarity? I got it. I I got it. I, I, okay, I got <laughs> it. Um, yeah. Do you have any questions you want to ask me? No, this was
2: fun. really? Yeah. Okay. Good. Popcorn was really good. Popcorn was really good. <laughs> is
1: there anything else you want to talk about? Um. Cause you told me you was studying I was studying Yes, (laughs) I just wanted to make sure I didn't sound stupid No don't sound stupid Uh,
2: No I I think that I think that we're good I think that there's a lot of work to do with black women I think that although We do see different realms I Mm -hmm. think that we got a lot of shit to unlearn A lot
1: Okay so Where do we start Well first off I want to know where do we What do we need to unlearn I got okay. some ideas. So,
2: yeah, <laughs> I think we agree. Yeah. Um, I think that... I think one of the things that woman, womanism celebrates is spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of black women get their spirituality from Christianity. But I think they need to recognize... Amen. The oppressive. <laughs> just how, how, how Christianity has led to our oppression. How it keeps us oppressed. And mm-hmm. kind of divorce some of the notions within it i'm not saying get rid of christianity because whatever gets keeps you to hold on to faith in life
1: hold on to that yeah hold
2: on to that Mm -hmm. but we also can't like continue to hold on to like the things that do continue to hold on to oppressive forces that enforce patriarchy um that enforce just um our alignment with whiteness
1: how does christianity enforce patriarchy
2: Um, Well, I guess one of the more basic ways is just having the man, no matter what, the head of the household and not like an equal partnership. Mm -hmm. Um, I think not necessarily Christianity within itself, but maybe the culture of Christianity Mm -hmm. which kind of teaches black women about their bodies, how they can express sexuality Mm -hmm. and things like that.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you on that. And I would... I tweeted it, but I will argue that um, we're not patriarchal by nature. Okay. I will argue that we're matriarchal. Okay. And um, I didn't say that earlier, but if you like, if you even like, um, I did like some research into the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Historically, they were nat- matriarchal people. Okay. Um, and I think that. There's nothing wrong with us being matriarchal. If like, even if we were patriarchal, whatever, we formed into a matriarchal group of people. Um, and I, in going back to Christianity, I also was raised in the church, and I think that it, um, it definitely does oppress us. And I think there's a lot to be said about um, most of the people who are attending church mm-hmm. are black women. Yes. Most of them. Like, why don't the men go? Yeah. That's because I remember when I went to church, my dad didn't come. My dad
2: didn't go. He was yeah. sometimes he was hungover. So, oh girl, are we the same person?
1: <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, I thought he was just hungry. I used to wonder why my mom was rushing to cook bacon and eggs and all that mm-hmm. stuff in the morning before church. Daddy was hungover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my daddy was too. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, why is it us? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I just. I'm sorry. You can say something.
2: No, and I think that's kind of like Black women always wanting to be better. But I feel like now our generation are kind of looking for ways to be better that are outside of the church. Mm-hmm. So they're looking to do more community based work. They're looking to go get their PhD so that they can do the the emotional labor and be a psychologist. Yes. They're looking to go yep. do the work outside of the church, and I think and I think that. That self-improvement, that mm-hmm. need to be better, that's always been the drive for black women. Always been the spirit, even in the liberation movement. We ran yep. that movement. Mm-hmm. That was our movement. Um, you're talking
1: about the civil rights? The civil rights, I'm sorry. Yeah, the civil, civil rights, rights movement. movement. No, you're okay.
2: That We led that movement. Mm-hmm. That was our, that was our, and so it's always been our push. It's always been us. So, and I, I think that's kind of why you see more black women in church than you do black men. But they're still affected by Christianity, still affected by Christianity and their, and specifically Christianity and or patriarchy within Christianity. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I also think that you said you mentioned black women being pushing the civil rights era. Mm-hmm. And I, I also think that it says a lot that although we were behind it and mm-hmm. pushing it forward, we. Sacrifice our own ego Right. to allow the men to be the faces of the movement. Yeah, and and like, we
2: sacrificed our gender.
1: Our gender to yeah. be, yeah, because like, like, um, are you saying we sacrificed our gender because we were in a masculine world We role? had to be uh, black first. Mm, yeah. That too. Okay. I got, I like, I always forget that. Like, I always forget that. And <laughs> yeah. that's what, I, that's what I meant to say when, um, um, you asked me about womanism, why my womanism versus feminism Mm -hmm. because I think it I think that womanism feeds back into the whole you're black first.
2: Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying?
1: And to me I'm both. Yes. That's why I identify as a black feminist. You know, like I to me that's that's how it works for me. Like it just you're both like just because it came as like a counterpart. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm losing my train of thought. No, you're good. But Mm -hmm. I just um yeah and I think that for black women, we've always said we're black first, and I think that's why we tend to stand with our men, you know what I mm-hmm. mean, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, mm-hmm. not at all, but I think that uh it just says a lot, and I think that's our nature to be that way, you know what I mean, yeah, to give for for everybody, yeah, you know. What did I forgot the question I asked no. you? Um, I we we talked about things we need to unlearn, but you mentioned that look for ways outside of church mm-hmm. to fulfill what you want to do and right. have an impact on society. Are there any other ways?
2: Um, I think black women, and I think I kind of mentioned this too. I think that black women are are kind of loosening the stigma around uh going to
1: therapy Mm -hmm.
2: and i think that's that's really important for us because not to say that church is not therapeutic Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um
1: yes it is definitely women's history month but also um we're in the middle of a pandemic and i don't want to take away from that but i will introduce this topic so Today on this episode, of the background noise, we're talking about feminism and womanism. Um, womanism was a term coined by Alice Walker in 1982. Um, she said that, as we stated in the, um, the conversation, that uh, womanism is to feminism as purple is to lavender. It is a, basically a... Um, um, a focus on women's issues and a the theory of making it women centered rather than it being um male centered and when I say that like seeking to be the same as the um the ones who oppress women, uh the focus is more to um be with those who uh, have the ideas that are women are good as they are and the ideas of feminism should be wrapped around the ideas of women. Alright, well thank you guys so much for listening. Again, if you want to get in touch with me, you can look me up at tforthequeen.com or at tforthequeen on all socials. If you're interested in knowing more about Chelsea, look her up at underscore sandwich on Twitter. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys are having a great day and remember wash your hands, uh, clean your butt, and um, stay away from crowds. Happy pandemic and Happy Women's History Day, History Month. Here, Mom Sean, I just want to say you guys, thank you so very much for listening to the team for the free you I know that's my interest, so that I enjoy in it, but I hope you guys do too. And yes,
2: I do listen to all your episodes, and I listen most of the time.